Good morning, church. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. My name is Allie. It is an honor and privilege to be here with you this morning. And this morning, I'm going to be reading from the book of Psalm chapter 18. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my savior, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. He sent from on high, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He saved me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into an open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. As for God, his way is blameless. The word of the Lord is refined. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation. Therefore, I will give thanks to you among the nations, Lord, and I will sing praises to your name. Thank you. Well, good morning. Where were you in 1517? <laughs> Come on, some of you ought to be able to tell me something. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> you may feel like you've been around since 1517. 1517, does that date stand out to you? It's an anniversary that we just passed this past week. Somebody said it over there. Yeah, but I'm not listening to them. <laughs> October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther. Ringing any bells? 95 theses on the door of Wittenberg. My daughter thought she was funny, and she was very, very wonderful. She got me these socks. I don't show these to just anybody. But... Right here. These are called Luther socks, to be honest. In all honesty. And on there, in German, it says the quote that he's famous for. Here I stand, I cannot do otherwise. When he was put on trial in his defense of his position that, our, that we are saved by faith. We are justified by faith and faith alone. Not by founding fathers, not by the Pope, not by councils, not by edicts and writings, but from the word of God only. He said, unless I'm convinced by the testimony of the scriptures and by clear reason, for I do not trust in the Pope or councils alone, since it is well known that they have often erred and contradicted themselves, I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted. My conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and I will not retract anything since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. Here I stand. I cannot do otherwise. God help me. Amen. Those are shoulders on which we stand. The Protestant Reformation. There were others that were involved in it and had been percolating for about 200 years. Uh, many of you may remember the name John Wycliffe. Uh, John Wycliffe would have been a predecessor, but this is where it was codified. Martin Luther. So, we're going to sing his hymn. Let's stand together, please. Psalm 46.
Welcome. We're glad you're here today. I'm Ethan, and I go to Flagler. Um, I'm Marissa, and I also go to Flagler. If you're visiting, have prayer requests, or just want to connect with us, please text the word CONNECT to 904-441-6900. You'll receive a link to the website with options to choose from. Our first announcement is that the Senior Adult Luncheon is this Monday at 11.30. Seniors 55 and better are invited to join us for Chick-fil-A and a message from Carl Olson. Also, Grief Share Surviving the Holidays is happening next Sunday at 2 p.m. This is a two-hour seminar to help you find encouragement, support, and valuable tools to navigate the changes of the season. For more information, you can contact Betty Hill. We're going to learn. Let me ask. Are you ready to learn a new song? Are you ready to learn a new song? Yes. You're learning a new song. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to sing the chorus for you. Then we're going to go back to the beginning. I'll sing the first verse, and then we'll start at the very beginning again, and you'll sing the first verse with me. And remember the chorus, okay? So this is the chorus. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? Simple enough? Okay, this is the beginning. First time through. There is, there is a river of gladness that pours from Emmanuel's veins. This sinner was plunged beneath the cross and God saved. Since then, since then I've walked in forgiveness. All of my guilt was erased. The chains of the past are broken at last. I got saved. Oh, I got saved. Okay, so that's the first verse. Then we're going to put the chorus on it. So we're going back to the very beginning this time and singing it all. Ready? There is a river of madness that pours from Emmanuel's veins. This sinner was plunged beneath the cross and God The love of God pulls me up higher. 
Help us to behold your beauty, as the psalm says. Father, help us 
to not take for granted the freedom in which we gather. How freely we are able to be here to worship you without fear of persecution, without fear of imprisonment, without fear of our lives. Father, you are a great God. And we thank you so much for the mercy that you have bestowed each one of us, and especially those of us who know Jesus as our Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. All right. Ready? Today, we're here to praise his name. Welcome one another here. Would you do that, please, for a moment?
Well, good morning. I hate to uh, cut your fellowship short, um, but we are so glad that you are worshiping with us today. As we uh, move into this next part of our service and worshiping the Lord, um, just taking a time to give God what is his already, the offerings. Um, you probably already know, but our church is part of a network of churches that supports Operation Christmas Child, where we are able to fill shoe boxes with gifts that go across the globe and also carry the gospel with them. And our college ministry, The Well, a couple weeks ago had the privilege of putting together some shoe boxes. And what's amazing about that is you've probably all heard that college students are poor and they don't give, but I wanna tell you that we have a generous group of college students. We were able to fill 13 shoe boxes that are gonna go out and be the feet of Jesus and share the gospel with kids all over the globe. And we're so thankful for this church here that supports our college students, our young adults, and gives them a place to use their gifts and gives them opportunities to do that. And it's because of y'all, and we're so grateful. If you would like to um, be a part of what Anastasia is doing around the globe financially, there's a few ways that you um, can join us. There are offering boxes located throughout the church in the atrium here in the sanctuary. You can also text that number 904-441-6900. Text the word CONNECT. That will pull up our um, digital offering option, or you can go on our church website. But thank you so much, church family, for being so generous, not only of your time, but also um, what resources God has given you. You have no idea the impact that they are making. Um, as we come into the message part, um, Kevin was very generous. I told him my worship leader is not available for the Well Sunday because she also serves in other parts of the church. And unlike Pastor Jeremy, who you heard last week, I do, I produce the joyful sound. And that's about as good as it's going to get. So I was so grateful for our choir and orchestra. We are truly blessed to be able to have such a wonderful choir and orchestra every week. And I am so thankful, Kevin, for you putting that together and helping us out. But we do want to share with you what is going on with our college students at the well on Tuesday nights. My name is Julia Murray. I have the privilege of leading them each and every week. And it truly is a privilege being a part of these students' lives. And we have been going through the book of Ecclesiastes this semester. We've been going chapter by chapter, looking at King Solomon's really last words, his words of wisdom, and him pondering what does it mean to be here under the sun where nothing is new. And I think it's very fitting because college students truly are in a new season of life week by week. It is changing constantly for them. And so to be able to look at these scriptures together and see what God has in store for them and his word has been such a blessing. So in a few minutes, I have asked three of our students to come up and share a little bit about what God has been teaching them in these seasons of life. But before that, I wanted to introduce um, the scripture to you all. Um, we have a video that's highlighting Ecclesiastes 3, if you will turn your attention to the screen. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. 
A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Ecclesiastes 3 is a really uh, big part of the book, and it really, you know, kind of summarizes life, that there's seasons for everything. And uh, she's specifically chosen each one of us because we're all in very different seasons um, at the moment. Uh, as again, I said, uh, Nathaniel Vance, I am in school right now. I'm studying to be a pastor at Trinity Baptist College. I am a junior. I'm also a newlywed. I got married in May, so uh, that's exciting. And... Um, <laughs> I also, I also serve here at the church. I serve in college ministry and the youth, so that's kind of where, where I am. And I want to introduce my two friends to my left. This is Bella and Alex, and they're going to share what season they're in. Good morning. So, as you said, my name is Bella, and I am a freshman at the University of North Florida, and I'm majoring in elementary education. Good morning, church. My name is Alex Cabezas. Um, I am 22 years old, and I recently graduated from the University of North Florida. So this morning, again, it's more kind of like a panel, so I'm going to ask them a few questions about the season they're in, what's going on, um, and uh, that's, that's kind of how it's going to flow. So for question number one that I have for, for you both is, uh, how have you seen God working in the season that you're currently in? So before going to school, I had a job for a very long time, and I really enjoyed the job, and I had a hard time leaving, but before going to school, I knew that I wanted to start without having to worry about trying to come home and go to school and have a job all at the same time, so I decided I was going to leave the place that I was working, um, which on its own was very hard, but I eventually like got a hold of my schedule and got used to what I had to do and decided, okay, time for a job. Like I need something to do. And I was walking on campus one day and people were handing out cards with like these job opportunities. And I found one that I was like, this is amazing. Like I want to do this. And everybody around me was like, mm, maybe not like check that out before you get it. And so I was like, okay. So in the back of my mind, I had what all these people were saying about this job but I was still like, I want to do this. So I went ahead and I started, and I was about two weeks into the job when I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, and I probably should have listened. Um, but I was on the phone with one of my friends, and I was like, I can't go back now. Like, I can't just be like, I don't like it, I need to quit. Like, that, that wasn't a good enough reason for me to quit. So I stayed, and every single day I was like, I don't want to be here, like, this is terrible. And I was on the phone with my mom, and she was like, well, Ms. Honnelly at Anastasia Academy just sent out a message to all the parents saying, hey, we have this job opportunity, like, please reach out if anybody's interested. And I was like, absolutely, me, here's my number. So she texted me the next day, and I met with her, and everything lined up great. Um, it was definitely something that God knew I needed because this, the job at the academy is much better, and I'm working with kids, and like I said, elementary education, so it kind of is much better aligned with what I wanted to do, and God placed that job right in front of me, right when I needed it. Amen, yeah, praise God for that opportunity. Um, what about you, Alex? Uh, how have you seen God working in the season that you're in? So, when I was 18 years old and I started college, I um, decided that I wanted to become a doctor and uh, go into medical school. And uh, just getting into medical school is a very long and arduous task. Um, it takes a long time, it requires commitment, it requires sacrifice, and uh, it requires a lot of patience. Um, uh, going through all the obstacles I have, um, I did not lose any of my positivity or optimism in doing what I wanted to do. Praise God for that. And I, I attribute that to God uh, because I have followed him throughout most of my short adult life. 
Um, and uh, I, I'd like to read a verse in Psalm 37, 4. I'll give you a second to get to it. Um, Psalm 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. And the way that I've learned that verse is God just doesn't give you what you want. Um, he places what he wants in you, assuming that you submit to him. And um, I feel that not losing what I want to do is because I have followed God and because his desire is in me. Oh, amen. Yeah. A lot of people could take that verse you know, to be like, oh, well, okay, so I'm a Christian, and that means whatever I want to do, God's going to bless, um, which isn't always the case. And so it's good that you preface that with, if you submit to the Lord, if you delight in the Lord, you're going to follow his commandments, you're going to follow his word, and so he's going to guide you and give you the desires that, that he wants for your life and the purposes that you want for your life. So that, that's very powerful. Um, I know for me, in my season, I, again, like I said, I serve here at the church in both college and, and youth ministry. And so where I see God working the most is really in, in these young, uh, young guys, young teenage guys that, that I lead on, on Wednesday nights. I have a small group for 10th and 11th grade guys. Um, they're currently, a lot of them are serving over in CLC right now. And so it's a blessing to see that, to see God working in their life and them pouring it out um, on Sunday mornings. So it's, it's, been a, it's been a huge blessing for me to see God work in their life and um, to know their prayers and, and for them to just be honest and transparent with me and for me to be uh, just a voice in their life that God has given me the ability to do that is a, is a huge blessing um, for me. And I feel um, the way that I feel for them, I feel, is how Paul felt for the Philippians. Um, in Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 14 through 17, it reads, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering. I am glad and rejoice with you all. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, they, they have been, you know, lights in a t twisted and crooked generation. Um, and it's been really encouraging to see them continue to follow Jesus um, in school and, and in sports and in all that they do. And to just be able to pour out into their lives, into their hearts. Um, has been, I've been able to see God work in amazing ways in that way. So that has been just such a blessing to me. Um, but sometimes it's hard to see God working. Uh, sometimes it's hard to see him until hindsight, <laughs> until months later. Um, and so the next question I have for my, my, uh, my friends here is, uh, what fears or disappointments have you faced in the season you're in? Where has it been hard to see God working? When picking out of school, I did not really care about the education part of school. I have been, <laughs> I have been a cheerleader my entire life, as long as I can remember. So before I picked the school I wanted to be at, I was picking my school based off of where I wanted to cheer. So whatever team had an open spot, whatever team fit what I wanted, I, that's the school I wanted to go to. And I had many different opportunities to go cheer at several different schools, but I was talking to one of my family members and he was like, you don't want to do that. Like, you're going to regret that in the long run. Like, find somewhere that has a good education program. And if you find a good cheer team, then that's great. But you need to find somewhere that is going to fit for the school part of it. And so I was like, okay. So I started looking at more of the education programs in Florida because I knew I didn't want to leave Florida. And um, I found UNF's and they had a great education program. I knew most of the people in the program through the teaching academy at the high school. So it just like worked out that like everything at UNF was perfect for what I needed for my education. And they had a good cheer team. So I was like, okay, <laughs> this is great. Let's do this. And so I put everything into UNF. I started getting ready, and then tryouts came around. And right before tryouts, I found out that they only had two spots on the cheer team. So I was terrified going into tryouts, but I still went. 
Um, I made it to the very last day before cuts, and right before she made her final cut, she, the coach made a comment about, um, I don't want to offend you if you're super religious, but you need to think, what would Nikki do? Nikki's the coach's name. And I kind of just got a weird feeling. I was like, I, maybe this is, this is just weird. So I went and I was driving one of my friends home that also tried out, and the decision came out of who made the team. And he was on the team, and I did not have a spot on the team. So I was crushed. But I didn't want to see, I didn't want him to see that because I wanted him to be happy. But I also was like, I put all my eggs into this basket. This is where I wanted to be. I was sure this is where I was going to be. Um, and it was a very hard few weeks. Um, time went by eventually, and I started to feel a little bit better about it. But I still was just like, I just want to be there. Like, I want to cheer. Like, I can't imagine not cheering. And I was talking to one of the girls that was already on the team that I had gotten close with throughout the tryout process. And she made a comment about their practice days and said that they practice almost every single day, those days, including Tuesdays and Sundays. So if I were to have made the team, I wouldn't be able to attend the well on Tuesday nights or come to church on Sunday mornings. So it was definitely a blessing in disguise that I was not on that team, and I'm here instead. Yeah, amen. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Again, yeah, sometimes it's hard to see it in the moment, but later you're like, oh, wow, that, thank you, God, <laughs> for doing that. So that, that's, a, that's a huge blessing. Um, what about you, Alex? What fears or disappointments have, have you faced in, in the season that you're in so far? So being 18 years old and deciding you want to be a doctor, uh, you have to take all your undergrad classes and uh, being the person who I am, you know, rush headlong into it, uh, no questions asked. And then you look at the coursework and it's like, uh, for me at least, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I graduated probably like 50% of the class. Uh, I was right down the middle. And to see all these different science courses and all that, uh, it, it became, uh, it, got, it got you very fearful. And eventually that fear, it turns into like a real deep focus. And eventually it can become your whole identity. And uh, I realized that uh, fulfilling your life's goal, that should not be your identity. Your identity is in Christ. And one of the verses that um, an old friend gave to me is stuck real true to my life over these past two or three years. Um, it comes from Philippians 4, 8 through 9, and it says... Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is any praise, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard and, and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. And to me, that's a, that verse is a shining example of how Christ uh, lived his life. No, amen. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I love that you brought up identity because I think um, I think that was kind of a struggle for you both. I think you both, and I think a struggle for everyone, as we put our identity in things and in, and in careers and in, um, in our achievements. And eventually those things will fade away and those things will fail, but Christ is eternal. And so when you put your identity in him and know that your identity is in Christ, you can overcome those different barriers and those different trials. Um, I know for me, in my life, um, again, like I said, I work with teenagers, so disappointments uh, come every other week. Um, I love my guy. <laughs> I love my guys so much, but they have busy lives and schedules, and they have you know baseball and they have soccer and they have all these things, and sometimes they miss, and sometimes some small group weeks are really open and, and honest, and other weeks aren't. And and my wife and I lead the Sunday mornings, and sometimes that can be hard. Sometimes they don't want to you know sit still and listen, and they can be very talkative. I know one week. Um, we, I, it was just me. Um, I think my wife was out of town, and so I was leading one Sunday morning, and they, they were real chatty that morning. Um, and, you know, it was really just, it was just disappointing because I'm just trying to speak truth, and, and it just felt like, I don't know, it felt like I was falling on deaf ears. 
but but God has a way of knowing when we're going to be discouraged, and God has a way of knowing when, when we need a little pick-me-up. Um, and immediately after the service, I had multiple guys come to me and just say how thankful they were that I was there and, and that, you know, my prayers, they appreciate my prayers and they appreciate uh, me in general. And I feel like that just gave me the, the energy to, to keep going. And God was like, I know it was a rough morning, but here's some, here's some light, here's some, here's some beauty in, in these kids. So um, a blessing and a curse, I guess you could say, uh, working with uh, the teenagers. Um, so for question number three I have for you both is, looking back at seeing Solomon did um, on his life, uh, what wisdom would you give um, your, your younger selves, your, your really younger selves? <laughs> just say stop stressing about it. I spent, I spent um, so much time stressing about what if this happens? If I do this, is this going to happen after? Like, I just didn't want to do anything because I was so scared of what the outcome would be. I just spent all of my time doing the same thing every day because it was what I was comfortable with. Never went, to, went outside of my comfort zone. And one day I just like, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to leave my house. And that same day, I was given an index card with the Bible verse, 1 Peter 5, 7 on it. It says, cast all your anxieties onto him because he cares for you. And I have kept that same exact index card on my mirror to see it every morning before I get ready because it reminds me that I can't keep stressing about what I think might happen because it no matter what, something's going to happen. It might not be what I want to happen, but it's going to happen, and I should not care as much as I used to. No, amen. I think we could all use a little uh, less stress in our lives, but uh, that, that's a beautiful verse, um, that he cares for you, so you can put your anxieties and all those things upon him, and he, he can take it. Um, it's beautiful. What about you, Alex? What would you tell your uh, younger self? So my younger self would probably be my 15, 16, 17-year-old self. And I would tell myself, surround yourself with uh, godly people. Um, at that time, that area of my life, I didn't like people in general. Uh, <laughs> I'd, spend, I'd spend a lot of time just isolated. And uh, uh, Paul in, in Thessalonians says, we have to encourage each other and bring each other up, especially as the body of Christ. And uh, Jesus also commanded us to serve others, to make relationship with others, and to make other disciples. And I think that's the biggest goal in our lives. No, amen. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know in, in Hebrews it says, you know, do not, um, do not forsake meeting together. Um, we, we really are called to meet together and, and to be in community because we, we're not supposed to do this life alone. And so, uh, no, that's beautiful. Um, I guess something I would give uh, younger Nate, I guess, um, again, really young Nate because I feel like I'm kind of young, um, is, uh, you know, earlier I was talking about disappointments, and I think there's always going to be trials and tribulations and hard times and circumstances. Um, but at the end of the day, those are all for, for our betterment. And, and uh, there's something beautiful sometimes about suffering. And we see that on the cross of Jesus as he, he suffered ultimately to give us salvation. And so in our own lives, um, suffering can be a good thing that causes us to, to grow and to be purified. And so I think of, of James, uh, James chapter 1, verses uh, 2 through 4, that read, Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And again, I think those those circumstances in your life, uh, the, the sickness and, and those, those those hard relationships and and just any of those circumstances, God can use for, for good and for and for your good and for His glory, um, which is just a, a beautiful thing. And so I would just tell myself, count it all joy, count it all joy, whatever it is. Um, and so you kind of hit on it a little bit, Alex. But the last question I have is. Um, how has the well, how has the, this college group helped you through this season? So before going to school, I was in the youth at Anastasia, and I kind of knew, like, if I'm going to go to Jacksonville, I'm still going to come back to go to the well because these people care about me, and I'm growing from being around these people. And I'm not much of a people person, so I didn't, I didn't want to, like, find a whole new group in um, Jacksonville. So I... Um, 
kept coming every Tuesday, but one specific Tuesday, I had no classes and I was on my dorm on campus and I just felt so like by myself. I was just, I, it was a bad day. I just felt so lonely and I didn't even want to get up to go do anything because I was just, I was just in my room and didn't want to do anything. And I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, you're coming tonight. Like, let's go get in your car and start driving. So I was like, okay. And that same day we were in Ecclesiastes four and we read verses nine and 10. And it says, two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. And it just, it really stuck out to me because it was like, these people are here because they care about all of us. They care about me. I care about them. So why would I not want to be here? And it just like, further like this is a great community and these are the people that I want to be around and they make me a better person and I think I make them a better person. <laughs> oh, you do. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm glad the well, well was, was there for that. I know, again, like I said earlier, Satan loves to get us alone and loves to, to tempt us. He always tempts when you're alone and so it's good to, to have community to encourage and to, to build, build each other up like uh, Alex said earlier. So uh, Alex, how has the well helped you through this season? So I first came to the well um, when I was 19, which was around peak pandemic time. So a lot of people weren't really gathering together, except for this group. And when I first got invited, um, I was planning to go, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go check it out the first day and not come back. Uh, <laughs> that... That first day, I ended up talking to everybody, um, uh, introduced ourselves, shared goals, a lot of encouragement. There was so much love by everybody there. And since then, I don't think I've ever missed, well, I've, I've barely missed a Tuesday. There might be one or two that I've missed in like three years or so. And... Um, it has been such a great honor and privilege to be, to be able to um, serve with all these godly young people, um, especially in these uh, Sunday takeovers that we have, um, to see everybody on fire for the Lord. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, amen. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you had the same experience. I mean, I, I hadn't met in a while, um, you know, COVID again, we were all up and, and trying not to spread and trying to keep each other safe and and I was especially my my, my mother has an uh, immune deficiency and so we were especially you know staying indoors because I didn't I didn't want to affect my mother and, and so I hadn't been to church in a long time and then I moved here and and my I think it was my grandma um, she was like you need to go to the college group and I was like okay I guess um, and again I had the same experience I walk in and they just loved on these, these other young adults on fire for God, like-minded believers that just encouraged us. And I, I don't, I've missed rarely any Tuesday as well as Alex. And it's been such a blessing to be part of the well. And again, the well wouldn't even be possible, you know, without, without this church, without you all, without your prayers and, and your generosity and all those things, you know. Um, we look forward to that, to that building that's coming for generations to come. It's going to affect college and high school and middle school and elementary even preschool, like it's going to be so beautiful and a light to the city, not just to the church, the whole city. And so we thank you so much for your generosity and all your prayers that you give us um, every single week. We're, we're just so thankful for you all. And uh, I want to give a special thanks to um, Julia, our, our uh, college minister who has just led, led us and loved us. And there she is. And, uh, um, and just given us the opportunity to be up here and to share with you all. So I'm going to pray us out, and I believe we have uh, another song to sing. So, God, I come in Jesus' name, Lord, and I thank you so much for this opportunity just to, to share our lives, to be up here with my, with my friends, Bella and Alex, who are so honorable, uh, honest and transparent and, and give uh, just the insights of how God is working and also how, how sometimes it's hard to see God working. But, Lord, you are with us in each and every season, and we are so blessed. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our students who are so bold in sharing this morning. Um, 
close out this uh, morning of worship, I just wanted to share something that God put on my heart. You might look at these students who've shared up here and just thought like, wow, what great people they are. And I will tell you, yes, they are great people, but it's not because they are great people that they're able to be up here and speak so boldly before you, but it's because they have each trusted in Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so I just want to extend an invitation to anyone here who might be in this room thinking like, that was not my experience as a college student. I did not have my life together like that. And I still don't that God is near to you and he might be calling you this morning to him and you can give your life to Jesus today. And so if you've never made that profession of faith, I wanna encourage you that today is the day that salvation has come to you. And if you have prayed to receive Christ, but you haven't been baptized yet, I want to encourage you to take that next step of faith. Um, this past summer, I got to be there when Bella was baptized at the beach. And what a blessing it is to see believers stepping out in faith and proclaiming God boldly. So again, thank you all for um, letting us be here. Thank you for your prayers. And I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. Let's stand together, please, as we close. Take the words to heart as we sing. Be thou my vision. Father, thank you that you give us the chance to align with you. Give us the vision, Father. You are the ruler of all. So help us to see that. Help us to see your hand at work. Help us to see where you are leading. And then, Father, help us to follow. I pray, Father, that as we go this week, you'll continue to conform us to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ, and that we will respond with those opportunities in boldness to share our faith with others. This is a lost and dying world that is desperately in need of the good news of Jesus Christ. So Father, help us to remember, no matter what age we are, this is what you've called us to. So Father, we leave, dismiss us with your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.